0: tonight Welcome back, everyone, to our podcast, Two Slips on a goalie, where we talk everything cricket and everything happening in the cricket world right now. I'm joined by my friend Manav, and today we'll be talking about our past and present playing 11s, and who we think would stack up in those. So, Manav, why don't you explain what we're doing uh, in today's episode?
1: Yeah, today's episode is going to be a little different. Um, We're going to combine, uh, not combine, but we're going to uh, take the best players, uh, one of 11 from both eras. Um, I'm going to be doing the past era, and Free Car will cover the era we're in today. So I'm going to go basically from about 1990 to around like 2005 2006 and then free car will get from like 2008 till where we are today so and this is the test format by the way so obviously free car is not going to pick someone like sky or bloody ishan kishan but we'll see what happens um would you want would you want to go first or do you want me to go first i know
0: you can go first
1: okay um See, This is where it gets hard because I'm not really gonna. I'm going for a guy who hasn't really opened and tests as much, but I really want him in the team. And the only way I can fit him is if I open with him. So I'm gonna go with Raul David.
0: That's very very interesting, but also very good choice because you have a very dependable batsman, someone that will, you know, stay at the crease. He's the wall for a reason. So good choice there. Um
1: yeah, I mean I think because I I know he didn't open a lot, but I really want him in the side. The only way I can fit him is is if I open with him because especially of this era, the middle order is gonna be two stacked and I think you already know who's coming in the middle order. So the only way I can get drop yeah. it, I put him at the top of the order. So
0: mm, yeah. So looking for me at the present era, um uh... I think it's a no-brainer to have David Warner as one of my openers because, uh, you know, he is, I think, at, you know, his peak, he was one of the best um test openers for Australia and arguably one of the best test openers of the modern-day game. So I'm going to go ahead and pick him. He plays, you know, he, he can stay at the crease, but he also plays aggressively. He's... He's a really good batsman, and he would be a good asset. I feel.
1: David Warner is interesting. I wasn't expect you to pick. I wasn't expecting you to pick him. I'm not gonna tell you who I was expecting until the very end, because um I don't want to give you any ideas.
0: No, yeah, of course.
1: Um, but David Warner is definitely an incredible pick. My only thing with him is how well is what is he going to give you outside of australia you know what i mean mm. like in australia we see the best of him we see how good david warner can be and even in the shorter formats in the ipl david warner is one of the one probably the goat of the ipl when it's all said and done but outside australia in test match cricket how good is david warner really is my question but warner's warner he is one of the best openers in the world for a reason and that's a pretty solid pick i would say and I do think it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I do have Raul Dravid. I have to squeeze him in there. So my number two is going to be, I'm going to go for another left-handed Australia batter in the name of Matthew Hayden. Um, I feel like, I don't even want to make this comparison, but he was pretty much Warner before Warner, wasn't he? Uh, aggressive yeah. at the top of the order. He's not afraid to take it on. And you can't have many test elevens without Matthew Hayden in the side, So he's going straight into my team,
0: yeah. And no, yeah. and and that's a very valid uh, comparison where uh, you know, uh, he is someone, like you said, who sort of fits that sort of role and. I'd say did it better, really. But again, it's it's hard to compare. It's it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison. But anyway, um, coming to my second uh, player or, or my my other opener in this case, uh, let me know if uh, I wouldn't be allowed to use him, but I'm going to go ahead and say Kumar Sangakara as my other opener. Uh, I feel like he would complement the team nicely. And also, I, I I was considering putting him more down the order but mm-hmm. I ultimately felt that um it would be a good choice to put him up the order just because of who I was thinking later down the line
1: all right i will check and see if he counts as part of your era but i do think he does um okay he made his
0: debut in 2000 2000
1: 2015 yep he's good he played 10 years in your era he played 10 in mine but you've picked him so he didn't play 10 in mine what am i talking about jesus christ <laughs> played majority in your in your era Kumar Sangakkara I think undoubtedly he had to be in there. Another question with you is is he going to be your keeper or
0: um I'm thinking as of now yes but that might change unless
1: No no I mean I do feel you but at the same time there is another keeper that I am thinking of who I'm not going to mention.
0: No let's of course see, not.
1: <laughs> let's see let's see if you can you can pick him up. Alright, so my number three, um, this is where it gets extremely, extremely difficult because there's so many players that have excelled in this position. If you look at ODI cricket, if you look at Test cricket, this is a Test 11 after all, however, and I'm going to go with another Aussie man and Ricky Ponting, who's also going to be my captain.
0: That's a really, really good choice, I'd say, considering, you know, he's one of the best captains of all time I mean not and I mean obviously we we talk a lot about his uh you know limited overs game his white ball game but you also have to consider that he um is just an overall good leader and I feel like as a batsman as well he has a pretty solid test record so that's a good choice there
1: Coming on to what you said about him and over the adverse tests, you have to remember at the time when all these guys were playing, there was no WTC, you know what I'm saying? So what really defines, what really defined success in Test cricket at that time was record, especially outside of your home nation, as well as test series wins and haunting captain and ashes winning team. He's won three World Cups. He's won two World Cups as captain undisputedly one of the greatest leaders to ever play and my number three for this eleven.
0: Yes, all choice there. Um so I'm having a bit of a dilemma here. So the the number three slots obviously very important. And so just thinking about it from a practical, you know, point of view here, I am very, very inclined to pick between two people, I'm pretty sure you know which two I'm thinking about, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick Steve Smith at my number three spot. Uh, a solid, solid batsman, very high average, uh, and I mean, does amazing in Australia, but he does good outside of his home conditions as well.
1: Steve Smith at number three is interesting because he normally bats at, at number four, but I feel like with you putting him at number three, I feel like it's gonna be pretty predictable who's gonna come next. Um, Steve Smith again, it's a no-brainer really. Uh best test batsman of, of our era. And it's it's not even a comparison. He averages like what, 66 or something like that?
0: Yeah, very like high sixties. And and that's insane when you think about, you know, just like obviously the 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 bowling of this era isn't uh as um, competitive as the previous era, but that doesn't take away from how much he's faced. And he, you know, he scores runs so frequently. And again and again, he's shown that he is arguably the best test batsman of this era.
1: It's not arguably. He is the best test batsman of our era, bro. There's there's no, no comparison. <laughs> I guess the only one you could really compare with him is Joe Root because Joe Root is the only current player that has 10,000 test runs, if I'm not wrong. But, bro, Joe Roots played, like, 120 test matches, which is insane. And he's only, like, 32 or 33. But Steve Smith averaging that high, especially for a nation where a lot of their gun players played in the same era. Haunting, Hayden, Bentley, McGraw, uh, Gilchrist, all these guys played at the same time. So it was hard to fill their shoes. And I feel like Steve Smith, as, as well as David Warner, they've both done that perfectly.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Number four for me, I am torn between two players. I do think I'm going to have both of them in my team, but number four, I'm going to go with the only player to ever play 200 test matches and possibly the greatest batsman to ever play, uh, Sachin Tendulkar.
0: (laughs) There would be no side that would, uh, you know, I mean, your your side would practically be incomplete without Tindoga, to basically say the least. It's a no-brainer, and of course, having the God of Cricket on your side would, you know, obviously uh, be the perfect choice at that spot and always ready to contribute runs. And, yeah, overall good choice, I would say. I, I <laughs> I'm at a loss for words just because, like, what is there to be said that already hasn't been said about the Master of Cricket?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at any format that Sachin's played, you know, I, I'm very curious to see if C20 was introduced earlier, how he would have played that, because we've seen a glimpse of what he can do in the IPL. Um, But top scorer in, in ODI World Cup history, top scorer in international cricket history, most 100s. Uh I'd love to see who you put at number four that can rival such a Tendulkar because there's nobody in this era that it even comes close to the type of record he has, especially considering the bowling that he's faced.
0: Yeah, no, obviously it's gonna be very hard to make that comparison, but uh it's it's like you said, um those uh putting Smith at number three it was a very interesting choice. I just felt that I had to do it only because I can see my number three and four being interchangeable. And uh, as you probably predicted, my number four spots going to go to Viracoli. Um he is Oh yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. just
1: had to do that to me, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me let, let me just put Kohli in there. Eh, yeah, it's Viracoli, whatever. Right, yeah, thanks, right. Thanks, I just said
0: it's just very casual, you know. <laughs> but uh yeah. Um it's,
1: it's it's just Viracoli. He he only has what, like 25,000 runs? Only right,
0: 7,500. Yeah, just, just only the most, you know, but yeah, no. Well, uh, he's he's kind of eh. He's kind of
1: <laughs> eh. That, that's a bad choice in my opinion.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I picked him and Smith very um, interchangeably because both of them play a similar uh, role uh, batting position-wise and also just batting-wise on their team. Um, So I felt that... But the thing is, obviously, Smith, uh, you know, is much more consistent in the test format and I picked him. I just wanted him up the order and Vera's also comfortable playing at the fourth, uh, at, at, sorry, um, at the fourth spot. So I felt that if they were at the crease together, that would be a pretty solid combination right there, but also just Vera at number four, I think is rightfully where he would be comfortable to score runs. So I picked, of course, the king.
1: Having Coley at number four is is interesting because he does bat that spot in, in real life. But I would have honestly switched around Smith and Coley because Smith also bats at number four. His record, especially average-wise, is a lot better than Coley's at the moment. Um, And Coley also comes at number three. He's used to coming at number three, uh, especially in limited overs. So I feel like having Coley at number three is not really a problem because – getting the best out of cc smith at number four i think is going to be crazy but you've decided to switch them which i think is interesting because having those two at, at the crease at the same time would be would be a nightmare because steve smith we saw what he did in 2019 against against england um they had no idea where to bolt to him how to get him out that kind of he came back and scored a double hundred after, uh, Jofre Archer hit him in the head, I think. Um, and then you have Coley, of course, who on his day is just amazing. And and people, I think underrate him in tests a little bit. I'm probably going to get some hate for that, but because he's been so good in, in ODI cricket, people often forget just how good of a test player he can be when he's at his best.
0: No. Yeah. I, I do agree that, uh, Obviously Smith is the better batsman in the test format, but people sometimes do tend to underplay uh that Virat, you know, is very much just as uh dominating in the format when he's at his best.
1: Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, but um I think now we're on to my number five. Um this should be quite easy. This should be an easy choice, but I am torn between two West Indian players. But if I don't choose this guy, I'm probably going to get blamed. So, um, my number five is going to be Brian Charles Lara. I don't know if you've heard of him. I think he's, you know, he he just scored 400 in a Test match. He's nothing right, right,
0: right, right, right. Of course, just only the yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Brian Brian Charles Lara. Just just a casual 400. I think he got a 375 as well. Um, nothing great to write about. No, here, you know too.
0: I'm gonna piss you off here and say that he's uh, also the coach of the Sunrises, just to piss you off.
1: Oh yes, the Moonrisers. They're having me um learn a lot about them over the past couple of weeks. Um, but I don't, know, I don't understand how this conversation has switched from test matches to uh, no, bloody no, Sunrises. No, so, yeah, I mean you know, Brian Lara, perhaps the best. Arguably one of the best of that area, if not the best. A lot of people say he is the best, but um, you cannot have a side without him. He's the king of big scores. He gets a big score against everyone, anywhere, anytime, any match condition, whatever. Brian Lara is your guy, and if he's not out in a run chase, especially in a test match run chase, you guys have a big problem on your hands going into day five.
0: Yeah. So uh quick question before we go into uh, the fifth position here. What year did, did we set as uh, the um, dividing point between our two eras?
1: Our dividing point is 2005, sir. So 2005, 2005. is where my era ends and 2005 is when your era begins.
0: All uh, right. See, because I was going to use... Uh, I had my eye. I, mean, I
1: know. I I know you were gonna pick Rian Parag, but I'm sorry, but yeah,
0: no, I, 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 it 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 was you between still... him or uh, Abdul Samad. Or... the party.
1: You, you, you can still pick Rian Parag, bro. Nah, I, I don't <laughs> know why I don't know why I don't know why you're giving Abdul Samad so much heat. He, he he won you as the game today.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I I I don't know, man. I just it's
1: got to be Vijay Shankar, bro. It has to be he played one game he played uh like three world cup games got imam Al haq on world cup debut sorry pakistan fans okay we're not trying to sear any beef and then he got injured so it has to be vijay shankar bro it has to be there's no one else that could fit that role who the hell is joe root who the hell is ben stokes like i've never heard of these people
0: (laughs) well uh that's all going good but now let's see so it's very hard to pick a number five and even even a number six. Just because the kind of team that I want to put forward is obviously a much more I mean, obviously, first of all, the best one that I can put out because your your era had some very dominant players and I'm trying to look to match that skill level. Um, but thinking about it, I'm I'm gonna say uh this might be a controversial decision here but uh ben stokes at number five and that might not be the best of choices but i feel like given uh how i want my playing 11 to sort of play out you know that would be the choice to make there what are your thoughts on that
1: Ben Stokes at number five is interesting you know I obviously think because you have access to all the good players all the good test players of this era um, you would undoubtedly play, play the extra batter because finishing in test cricket doesn't really matter as much as it does limited overs cricket so you can play realistically anybody at, at number five but to have Ben Stokes at number five I think is interesting because I would have I would have kept him down the order and if you're looking to match with the guys that I'm playing with, then I certainly would have kept him down the order after this pick because my next pick is going to be Jacques Cullis, um, the best all-rounder to ever play the game probably. Um, terrific average. Terrific bowling average as well. Um, I don't know. How many, how many test wickets does Jacques Cullis have? I think he has around... Average of 55.4 in test cricket, 4500s and 292 wickets. So undoubtedly number six, the greatest all-rounder to ever play the game.
0: Yeah, no. And I mean, he is Mr. Consistency in terms of, you know, contributing with the bat and the ball. And I think, again, as you said, that's why he is deemed the best all-rounder of the game and that's a brilliant move, I would say, putting him into your playing 11. Um, oddly enough, uh, I'm going to go with uh, ABD for my number six spot. Uh, I feel like his test record is often underplayed. Like, when when considering his limited over, uh, you know, play style and whatnot, we think of him as Mr. 360 and the finisher, but also looking at his test record it's honestly pretty solid uh, it's uh should have had the numbers in front of me as as i said that but uh in 114 matches uh 8700 odd runs with an average of 50 so and the, a, a strike rate of 54 so i'd say that's pretty good and also you know he's pretty solid fielder so i would like to have him in my side especially because he brings a different play style than you know much more of a conventional defensive uh play style you know
1: yeah not that you would need the batting with the top five that you mentioned earlier but ab de is the easy pick i think um what can we say about that guy really um He can, when he faces 100 balls, I was having a chat with someone recently and when he plays 100 balls, we were talking about how he can score 20 runs from 100 balls. He can score 150 from 100 balls. He can score 90 from 100 balls. He's that kind of trickery. He's a a once-in-a-lifetime player. And it's no surprise that you've picked him in your side. My only question to you now is who's going to take the gloves? Is it going to be him or is it going to be Kumar Sangakara?
0: I'm thinking Kumar just for experience because he's definitely been behind the steps a lot and so i'm going to go ahead and say kumar Sankar.
1: i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to you know what? i'm i'm going to say it this is a stat off of sky sports so guys don't credit me for this this is not i didn't say this when kumar sangakara kept his average was 40 when he didn't keep his average was 66 so having kumar sangakara i think with the gloves is going to help me a lot but <laughs> At number seven, I'm going to go with my wicket keeper and I'm going to go for Adam Gilchrist. 96 test matches, highest score of 204, an average of 47.6. Then he score like an Ashes 100 or something like that off of like 50 uh, deliveries or something, mm. something, something, something close to that? A strike rate of 82 in test match cricket is just unreal and undoubtedly one of the best wicket keeper batsmen that's ever played the game.
0: No, yeah, and actually, I mean, he is a very aggressive player, and I think that's something that, you know, very well complements the batsman that you've picked for your playing eleven. and I think just, you know, he's overall such a wonderful player, uh, and he sort of, you know, played in what some would call an unconventional yeah. manner where it wasn't always just about defending the ball. Like, we we talk about... I I hate using the term but basketball, where you know just referring to that sort of you know aggressive play style. Oh and... yeah, yeah,
1: basketball, of course. Yeah, you just you just had to mention baseball, didn't you? You're taking me back to the test match we played last year in England when we lost by seven wickets and and Boomer <laughs> took Stuart Broad for thirty five runs. Who would have imagined that? But
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I
1: mean no, he was, Adam Gilchrist was baseball before baseball, but. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he uh, he definitely was. I wish I could fit. I mean, he doesn't really go in my era, but having Raz McCullum in your team would be insane as well. I don't think yeah. he fits. I don't think he fits into your team now, though.
0: No, yeah. I mean, it. I guess the only spot really would have been up top, and instead of David Warner, I I just felt like having Warner up top, you know, would make sense, uh, in the context of what I was doing there.
1: Number eight is a very, very difficult choice, but I wonder who you're going to go with at number seven.
0: Yeah, so um, I'm I'm already struggling to, like, sort of...
1: Bro, just pick, just pick Taylor Joseph and get on with it, man. Just let me pick my team.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, I, it, it's definitely hard to find someone to transition from that middle order to a lower order. And one of the names that comes to mind is uh, who I'm going to pick, uh, Ravi Ashwin, who is, you know, not only one of the best spinners of of the modern day uh, in the test format, but also a very handy contribution with the bat. I mean, we saw him finish games for us before, uh, which is a sentence that I, I didn't think I'd be saying, but I mean, when you think about it. He uh, and Shreyas Iyer finished that game for us in um, December against uh, Bangladesh. And then, I forget, there was one more game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think think it was uh, 2021, November, when Shreyas Iyer made his debut. Uh, India collapsed a bit in the second innings against New Zealand, and uh, Ashwin and Shreyas Iyer helped rebuild the innings.
0: Right, right, yeah. And so, I mean... And then obviously we can go on and, and on about the Australia tour where where we won, you know, with our, our C team. That was an amazing tour. I mean, obviously I don't want to beat a dead horse, but that was uh, quite the series to watch, but any, and coming back to Ashwin, you know, and I mean, with the ball, you talk about how he has all these variations and it's just, he's such an experienced bowler of the game and i feel you know always uh hard to pick his his variations as a batsman and always uh hard to predict what's coming next cuz of just you know how he can manipulate the batsman's mind and trick them and that's how he gets the wicket and it's always fun to see him bowl and and obviously bat although i pray that india shouldn't come to the you know situation where he has to bat in the first
1: place um yeah hopefully Ashwin doesn't doesn't bat early hopefully he doesn't bat early if he bats and we're like 500 that that's fine but um coming on to Ravi Chandran Ashwin I think that's a great pick he's one of those players where he's always playing chess in his mind when he's bowling to a batsman especially um, the way he sets him up, especially when he plays in India, and let me tell you, viewers at home, like, hey, three is, is tactical. This this is a tactical pick right here. He knows that all these players that I've listed are gonna take a start, and he's got Ashwin just so he can man-kid my players, bro. This guy, <laughs> he knows he's done. He's done, He's done his research. But um, with push comes to shove, Ashwin is one of the. I don't I don't know if he gets the credit that that he deserves. Because no one really speaks of Ushman as a legend of of modern test cricket. What do you think about that?
0: No, yeah, I mean, I feel like there's there's always that comparison between him and Nathan Lyon uh, to to bring up, where it's like, who's the better uh, spinner of, the, of of this era? And, and obviously, we see a lot of the like matchup, like oh, uh, between India and Australia, who's yeah, yeah, uh, and I think
1: I think sorry to cut you off, but I, I think ahead, I'm, yeah. I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast where uh, the line ashwin comparison shouldn't even be made because Ashwin is 1,000% the better batter. And it's not even close. Lathan Lyon comes in at number 10 and he just plays his uh, bloody Walmart Ricky Ponting pull shots that somehow go for six. But Ravi Chandran and Ashwin actually has a proper technique. And if the situation demands, he can he can pull India out of trouble, God forbid, when they're batting.
0: You yeah, know, and I believe, uh in his earlier days, uh, he did bat like up the order, which is very interesting to know, because like it shows you that he, he has the experience of batting, just that it never materialized, and he became a much better bowler than than a batsman, which is good, and he's served India, and been a veteran player for some time now, which is wonderful to see.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um. Hopefully, he does a good job for us in next month at the Oval against the same opposition that we were just talking about. Um, Moving on to number eight. Um, I have a batting lineup that goes from openers to number seven. I think I'm probably going to introduce a a bowler here, and I'm going to go for uh, Murley as one of my spinners. Uh, Top wicket taker in, in test cricket, 800 test wickets. Record that stood for such a long time, and I think it's gonna stand for for years to come.
0: No, yeah, and I mean, I would argue that he is the best uh spinner of all time. I mean, just precision and accuracy. But I mean, obviously, there's must be debated there. But no, I mean, Morley is such a wonderful bowler, and he. I mean obviously there was a, a lot of talk during his time about his action and whether it was legal or not even but I mean there's no doubt that he he was the master of deceiving uh his, the uh, batsman and really getting into the batsman's head and his his action I mean probably only added to that sort of con- confusion in the batsman's mind and you know he's just a very precise and uh accurate bowler when it comes to knowing what he wants uh and contributing to the team with wickets.
1: No, definitely. I feel like Merley at his best was just unplayable. We do we hear this debate all the time with, with him and Shane One, him and Shane One. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna choose sides. I'm gonna let the viewers at home pick who they like better. But I'd love to see who you put at number eight that can rival Muta Merle there. But let's see what you go with.
0: Well, I don't know about arrival, but I'm definitely gonna try to. I want my batting to be as deep as possible with without compromising on any quality in the bowling.
1: Oh shit! All right, who's this gonna be?
0: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and my pick is Mitchell Stark, uh, one of Ooh. the, yeah, one of the, uh, best test bowlers for Australia at the moment, and also just, I mean, he's. Uh, Buzz lists him as an all-rounder and I mean I can see why he does have some technique in his batting in terms of like you know he does uh, you know come in lower down de- like low down the order but he still you know it's it, it's not just slogging like it's, it, it's definitely you can see that he has the intent to sort of bat you know it's not clueless or aimless to say that
1: No, definitely. Um, Mitchell Stark, when he has to bat for Australia, we did mention earlier about how good this Australia team is. Sometimes he doesn't even need to bat in those tricky situations. But um, if he is needed with the bat, he definitely can bat. He holds his own with the bat. And uh, his bowling obviously speaks for itself. He was almost – I don't know if he still is, if you consider him to still be. He was almost first over wicket guaranteed, much like Shaheen is today. Um, you know, whenever Stark was bowling, you just expected him to cause some excitement, make something happen either a leading edge or or a plane of miss. We saw that earlier in the in the BGT trophy when he was all over Roeth. I think he got him I think he got root out two times in that over and it wasn't given. So um Stark, obviously magician with the ball, uh new ball, old ball, whatever he can bowl anything and it's a very solid pick. Uh I do think it is my pick now at number nine, and I am gonna go with the other uh goat spinner of the era in uh Shane Warren. I think that's a pretty pretty obvious pick. Um Hussein deems him as the greatest bowler to ever play the game. Uh what are your thoughts on that?
0: That's a very bold claim, and I to to. Agree with it or disagree with it would be a very, you know, uh, like, I would need a lot of research done on that because while I agree that he's simply is just one of the best bowlers that the games had to offer, to say that he is the best just ever, I can see why and I mean, no doubt about it, it's, he is again you know we we talk about him and Morley being the best spinners but uh the claim of best bowler of all time is I don't know it's 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 a very hard one to decide whether that's accurate or not but I I definitely say that he's up there with the best bowlers of all time
1: I feel like you cannot answer that question because not every bowler is a spinner that's my view on it you can't you can't compare a pacer to a spinner that's like me saying, "Oh, hey, Shrikar, um, who's who's a better bowler in, in Test cricket? Um, Pat Cummins or Ravi and Ashwin?"
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a very like apples to oranges comparison where you can't really make that judgment just because you know you it's it's hard to compare a spinner to a pacer. It's it, that that's not how because there's there's different criteria that you think about when you judge a pacer and a spinner, and there's different criteria about like, oh, their longevity in the game and their consistency in the game. And there's a bunch of different factors that you're always looking at. And it's just very hard to make that comparison. I, I mean, obviously, if, if this was a pacer-to-pacer pacer comparison, then, or even a spinner-to-spinner spinner comparison, we could talk about it. I mean, but that the acclaim that he's the best bowler to ever grace the game uh, is a very hard one to make. But... No doubt, he's a legend of the game and a amazing pick, I'd say, for your playing eleven.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I do think that if you were to compare batters, it is easier because, I mean, batting styles are yeah they are different, but I feel like batting comparing batters is easier because we look at all the guys, the pontings, the. the Pendulkers, to the Kohli's, and, and nowadays with guys like Shubman, Gil, Bob, Razum, um, it's so difficult, I think, to really decide who the best bowler is because it's not a fair comparison. They don't all do the same things. Uh, you can't compare a, a good pacer to, to a good spinner. But when it comes to batting, it's it's a lot easier to compare because a lot of players have similar styles or more players have similar styles compared to bowling styles, right? We look at players like, um, this, this is, all right, I was going to say, drop it to Pujara, but I'm going to say drop it to someone like Shiv Narayan Chandra Paul and how similar they were in terms of wanting to be at the crease for as long as they can and really ensure that they get their seam over the line. So I really do think that if you're comparing uh, comparing batsmen is is definitely easier than than comparing bowlers.
0: Yeah, and I mean again, it's it's not uh, an easy comparison between different types of bowlers because they have, um, you know, different types of bowling styles. But um, anyway, coming to the next spot in my playing eleven, um, it's it's very hard to you know compare with. Murley and Warren, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put Nathan Lyon as my second spinner on the side. Ah, uh, he has a pretty good record. Uh, you know, he in 119 matches, he's taken 482 wickets, which means he's he's closing up on 500 now. Um, and also, ah, uh, you know. He is a very, very uh experienced bats. I mean, sorry, bowler in terms of, I mean, just looking at the Australia side, but also in general. Uh, uh, there obviously are claims that he does better in his home condition, but if you if you look at it, his stats don't deviate that much, uh, outside of his home condition. So I feel like he's a pretty good uh fit and. Uh, you know, having that second spinner on the team, I feel, would be a good choice there.
1: It's a very interesting pick. Uh, Nath Lyon, of course, one of the modern-day great spinners of Test cricket in our era. Um, ooh, um, if you come to his, his record uh, in Australia compared to outside of Australia, I do feel like in Australia he is more, quote-unquote, comfortable, but... Again, Nathan Lyon is one of those bowlers where he's constantly playing chess in his mind. He's methodically trying to figure out a way to to dismiss batsmen as a good batsman like uh at that. Um coming on to my next pick, I feel like this is probably for me at least the hardest part of the eleven because there's so many great pacers that have played in this era. Um, it's it's just so hard to pick two of them but my first one is going to be uh Wakar 373 wickets econ of 3.25 22 fivers and 22 four first and funny enough he hasn't played 100 test matches he's only played 87
0: that's actually a name that i didn't expect in the playing 11 but at the same time that's a very good pick uh, i mean uh, and and also the uh, stat that you brought up is very interesting to know because i mean he is a very very good bowler and you know he's an asset to your side of course i and that's a very good uh, choice i think that you made obviously i i might have gone different route but um still a very good choice there um it's... coming yes yeah, so, yeah, go ahead
1: yeah i was going to say it is super difficult, and it comes down to opinion, really, because there's so many that you could fit in. You wish you could have them all, but it comes down to opinion. And I think that what Yunus is just – if you talk about using the conditions of the pitch, he's just unrivaled. I mean, <clears throat> my goodness. How many times have we seen a ball pitch outside off and come zipping back in and takes out like some of
0: Now I'm I'm glad that you said that because I want to uh bring up my next bowler who um I feel is I'm I'm lucky that he falls in my era uh because you know
1: All right, everyone everyone knows who you're picking, just say the name, bro.
0: Actually, I mean I, I don't know, man, because like all right, I'm I'm picking Dale Stane here. I know that's not the name that you maybe no. I
1: I knew I knew you were gonna pick him. I knew you were gonna pick him. You can you cannot. How can you not pick him, bro?
0: Right. It's it's. I mean, come on. Ninety three matches, four hundred and thirty nine wickets, and I mean the stained gun. It's amazing swing, amazing pace at his peak. Arguably one of, I I I want to say the most fearsome uh, bowler, you know.
1: No, in his prime, in his prime, he was just crazy. Um, two things. One, if I sound like I'm crying, it's because I was eating watermelon and I accidentally choked on it. Secondly, the only reason why Shrikar, I mean, you know me, I'm i i, I I'm the best cricket expert, obviously. I'm buddy Gautam Gambhir and Harbajan Singh and Vikrant Gupta, obviously, of, of this podcast. Um, when I pick a player, I pick him based on pride and how he plays for his country. Because is an IPL kid, he's picked Dale Stane because that's one of the Sunrisers coaches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm not. I mean, look, man. If 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 I was gonna go off of that that criteria, I would have picked uh Tom Moody uh, a long time ago. But then I realized that he he left us too. But
1: <laughs> if I if I, I mean I, I I don't really follow. I I don't really care about the IPL. But if I were to go based off of IPL, bro, Nita Ambani is opening the batting against some new ball bowling, bro. Hell yeah!
0: Oh, Nita I'm Amboni sure she is. I'm sure is she is.
1: Nita and and
0: the uh, Sunrisers management. Uh. Kavya
1: Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, Akash Shambani has told me he doesn't want to play. He he prefers to uh sit in the pavilion and drink water.
0: Right. Of course, as we see him in every single match. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, uh, I like cheating from the balcony
1: because I feel like it helps the players um mentally when they see me. Uh, they give me a little wave between innings during strategic timeouts, and it really does boost my morale.
0: <laughs> Spoken like a like a true uh, post patch presentation uh, player. But yeah,
1: definitely. Wicked was a little your hard. next pick, huh? Wicket was a little tough to bat on.
0: <laughs> so coming to your McCart- next pick, who are you picking?
1: I pick Wicar Unis at number ten and number eleven is again so difficult. It is super difficult, but I need a left arm pacer, and he was his. Wakar's bowling partner probably the best bowling combination base wise to ever play the game i'm going to go with um wasim akram um undoubtedly um he can bat as well he his you know that his high, his highest score in test cricket is higher than kohli's and i believe Sutchins as well that's, Those, actually, that's are, insane i had no idea such highest score in Test matches is 248 not out. Virat Kohli's is 254 not out. All right, now here comes the greatest batsman of all time, Wasim Akram. Okay, Wasim Akram's highest was uh, 257 not out, and he scored three Test hundreds, actually, by the way. So. I feel like that's crazy. An average of 22.6. But realistically, I'm picking it because of his bowling. 414 test wickets, 25 5 24 first, 104 test matches, econ of 2.5, 871 made overs. Like, it's crazy. Two two 222,000 deliveries bowled, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, uh, the final pick in my team.
0: That's a very good pick, I think. Uh, and. Coming to my number eleven pick, uh, it would be wrong if I didn't pick this man. I like I I literally cannot have a playing eleven of uh, for a, a modern day Test eleven without having this bowler in it. And of course, I'm talking about Jimmy Anderson. Uh, he who's is... that? <laughs> the... Who, who's who's Jimmy Anderson? Uh, no, so I'm, I'm, just, joking. I'm just joking. Yeah, of course, but. Uh, yeah. The uh, swing king of this time and one of the best pacers in the test format ever. I mean, he is just simply brilliant with one seventy nine matches, uh, six eighty five wickets. That is insane. And, he's played one hundred
1: seventy nine uh, games. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, and and I mean, at forty, he's still going strong, which is he is a testament to. He's going to be. He's going to be longevity. forty. He's going
1: to make. Be- He's going to be 41 in the middle of the Ashes. So
0: Right. Like it's, it's, it's crazy to think about like you have some players that are retired at thir- 35 or whatever. I mean, again, it's, it, it's not about the fact that other players have retired. It's about the fact that he's still going and his skill is his, his swing, his line, his length, his skill level is still his there. pace.
1: His pace is also still decent,
0: right? His pace is it's still there. It's, it's amazing that he 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 has this longevity. And I mean, this is a discussion for like a different day, but we, we we think about, you know, how does a cricketer stay in the game for long? How does someone like Jimmy Anderson or how does someone like MS Dhoni play the game for so long? Like, what does it take? And I mean, obviously we can explore that some, some other day, but the point is Jimmy Anderson must be taking care of himself really well to be, you know, still playing in in, in the condition that he is, and he's always a threat to the opposition, no matter how you see him.
1: Yeah, and this is a bit off-topic, but uh, I I do hope that with his fitness level, I do hope that Virat Kohli can play for as long as Jimmy Anderson has played up until now. I think that would be very helpful for us, but I don't think that's going to be the case, if I'm being honest. Um, but Jimmy Anderson still playing, age 46, 85 wickets, average of 26. Yeah. Um, he didn't play much in the 2019 Ashes. I still don't know why. Was he injured or something? Because, like, we didn't really see him in, in any games. But hopefully in, in 2023, uh, he'll be featured a lot more. And I feel like the Ashes are more probably even as anticipated as the World Cup because of the way uh, Baron McCullum has has revolu- revolutionized that team. and And they're playing such an attractive brand. Of test cricket even though i don't enjoy watching test cricket being played like that it's still fun for for some viewers to watch
0: yeah no I, as you mentioned a couple of years ago uh I, ju- I just looked it up he he had a calf injury and so that's why he couldn't play but i mean despite that afterwards he recovered shortly and you know again if if england keep having uh him on their side and then you you mess that up with someone like Virat, that's a very 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 exciting matchup to watch because you know it's it's just one of those matches matchups that you talk about uh in test cricket it's 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 always fun to watch such an experienced uh batsman up against a pace veteran and it's wonderful uh so just to recap uh my playing 11 from top to bottom is David Warner opening with Kumar Sangakara, and then one down I have Steve Smith followed by Viral Kohli. Uh Then at number five, I have Ben Stokes followed by ABD. And then I have Ravi Ashwin to kick off the lower order a- along with uh, Michelle Stark. And then my last three are Nathan Lyon, Dale Stane, and Jimmy Anderson.
1: You didn't pick yeah, Now that well, we have both picked our final elevens. I'm gonna um speak on the players you didn't pick. You didn't pick Sewag and you didn't pick uh Graham Smith either. That was very interesting. I thought one of those two were definitely gonna get into your team.
0: Yeah, no, I was thinking uh it it was uh, a contest in my head between uh Sangha and Sewag, but I, I picked Sangha just because uh of... no, you cannot
1: you cannot pick sewag over Sangha, Carter with right. all the Yeah. With all due respect, you cannot. But my team, from top to bottom, as our brilliant statistician on the other end just mentioned, um, Rahul Dravid, Matthew Hayden, Ricky Ponting, who is going to captain the team, Sergeant Tendulkar, Brian Lara at five, uh, Jacques Owis at six, Adam Gilchrist with the gloves at seven, Murli at eight, Shane Warren at nine, Waukar Yunus at ten, and Waseem Akram at eleven. I think my team crushes your team, by the way. I don't think it's a comparison at all.
0: Uh, well, yeah, obviously. I mean, when you look at it, like, I mean, it's just the players of that era were so much more competitive. And it's just absolutely insane. But obviously, we we always have that conversation of, like, players taking on the roles from their their predecessors. Like how, how Virat... Um, is sort of taking over Tendulkar's role and how Smith is taking over Pond things, or you know, those sort of comparisons are always there. But I would say that the past era is always um, going to be that sort of like top level cricket, and it's you know, always amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, it is very two different sides that we have built but I feel like again you can't even compare these sides against each other because the times were different the rules were different um nowadays everything is on social media and everything is focused on T20 cricket that's why I feel like you can't really compare these teams either because there's so much focus on entertaining cricket um no really no one really speaks about entertainment in tests unless if you look at guys like Rishabh Pant and uh, of course basketball but if we look at the past era, it was all just test cricket, test cricket, test cricket, because it's like the original format of the game. But test cricket is less appreciated nowadays, which is, I think, sad to see.
0: No, yeah. And I mean, there's there's always that talk of, of the shorter format of the game taking over with IPO and franchise cricket. But I feel like test format, the test format is always – uh going to be that sort of like gentleman's game where it's a test of the skills player i mean that's why it was called test cricket because players would come over uh from different parts of the world uh you know but it's a a testament to how well a batsman can stay there and you know not physically or not just physically take it but mentally take it as well
1: yeah definitely I think that Test cricket is the best format of the game. It's certainly my favorite format of the game, especially when it's played outside of the subcontinent. Um, but other than that, I have to say that whoever is listening to this just and you're a cricket fan, just let's not compare. Let's let's just celebrate the game because cricket is truly a unique game and I feel like we're very fortunate to to have cricket in our in our lives. Um, I do think that's gonna close it out though. Um once again, everything said on this podcast was just a joke. So if we said anything out of line, we were just being a little bit out of character. This was a very different episode to do, but I hope you guys had fun. I had fun. Um, Shrikar, do you want to say anything?
0: Um, nothing else. I, I, I just do hope that the test format, I mean, obviously it's, it's here to stay, but, you know, I do hope that it sort of gets its recognition in the in the coming years with you know the rise of franchise cricket test cricket's always been my favorite uh, format to watch uh, just because of the fact that it's you can never uh, guess where the game's going to go but more importantly it's it's always fun to see these different matchups of skill it's it, it really brings out the best in players you know and it's not something that I can always find in the the shorter format, so I have a real appreciation for the test format, and I, I'm I'm sure that that you do as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I think if you if you don't follow test cricket, then I don't know what you're doing uh, with your cricketing life as a viewer of the game. Um, but thank you guys for listening. That's going to close it out. Um, this was a bit of a chilled out episode, and we were just kind of goofing around um we're probably going to do um the IPL playoffs which we have planned next once they come around and then of course that would the, the WC's final and then the ashes depending on how the summer goes uh, take care guys thank you for listening again and we'll see you next time
0: take care guys